Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today, we are catching up. I'll share with you what's going on behind the scenes, as well as a preview into what to expect on the podcast this week. So grab yourself a coffee or a cup of tea, and let's chat. Starting with today's Rosebud and Thorn. My rose today is that I'm in Bali. It's happened. I'm here. I made it. Um, You know, it's been really good so far. It's day one of me actually like being here. Like I got here really late last night. So I have just been trying to become a person again. I've been so exhausted traveling for three days and not really sleeping like a full night. And... I needed to just sleep as long as I could, get some food into my body, hydrate, rest, and my goal for the day is just to get so rested that I'm a little antsy and need to get out tomorrow. So that's the plan, but honestly, everything has been so lovely. I feel like the place that I'm staying, I could just stay forever. I think it'd be a really good place to write a book because there's like plenty of space like there's a desk in my room there's a balcony with a table there's a pool that has like tables beside it so you can like sit and work or you can have lunch there if you want and then there's like walking trails and it's just stunning and everybody is so nice and I booked a hotel (laughs) okay confession is if you don't know I'm a huge coffee nerd like obsessed with coffee love coffee not coffee just like any coffee like I am a coffee snob (laughs) I think that's the easiest word um so I saw that they had a La Marzocco machine um in their restaurant and so I thought that's my hotel (laughs) and so I picked the hotel for the coffee and it has not disappointed me yet so that's been very very nice I really think I could just stay here and have a lovely trip. <laughs> That's not what I'm going to do, but I'm just all really fascinated by hotels and hospitality culture. And I think Bali does this so well. And I know it's because like that's a large part of their economy. And it's interesting just how imp- like how impressive it is the way that they know um, what people need who are visiting and, and how to make it feel like a real experience fascinated by that and just really yeah impressed very excited (laughs) um my thorn is y'all getting here was rough not until all the way up until i boarded my flight in singapore it was a literal dream like i had a little bit of like a stressful moment in la but like it worked out fine I had a great layover in Singapore, but then like boarding my plane in Singapore is where it started to just kind of go 
south. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested in the idea that like maybe it was me. <laughs> like maybe I was starting to just kind of wither because at that point it had been, I'd started traveling Friday morning. And by the time I was leaving Singapore, it was Sunday afternoon or four in the morning, Saturday, depending on which time zone I was in. Four in the morning at home, four in the afternoon in Singapore. So I had been, you know, I'd been going for a while and I get to the Singapore gate and you have, at that point they did security. Instead of doing security, like when you get into the airport, they do security at the individual gate. Now this is fine. It's just that I'm a little spoiled. (laughs) because I have TSA pre-check. And so I pack my bags in a really um, not security friendly way because I don't normally have to like take out my electronics or take out any liquids or take off my shoes. And I didn't expect to have to go through security at all on the way here. So I knew I would probably have to pack a little differently going back, but I was like, that's future me's problem. We're not gonna have to figure that out right now. So I go through security. I have to take all my stuff out, you know, which is like minor, not a big deal. They also like need to check your passport. They like check your passport while you're loading your bags onto the luggage thing, which is just kind of like a sleep deprived, stressful moment because I'm like doing multiple things at one time. And they check your passport there and they check your passport when you go into the thing. And I had already put mine all the way away. It was just kind of like, lightly irritating but because it was like lightly irritating and I was sleep deprived and hungry it was very frustrating (laughs) and then once you get through the security and you go through the gate they put you into a little room like a glass box and that's where you stay until you board um I'm a claustrophobic (laughs) and so that was like a lot for me for some reason, just like feeling like I can't get out of here. I'm interested if any other sevens relate to having claustrophobia because of like our fear of being trapped. And I'm not saying that like that's the literal, what they mean. We That's not what a seven is. Like sevens, it's an emotional trapping. So don't feel like you're not a seven if you don't have a fear of like literally being trapped in a box but I do. <laughs> I also have like a fear of like being trapped into in a big room of crowded people. Like in a movie theater, I have to sit on the end. I went to see Neil Gaiman speak in Philadelphia, friends, and I had like a full-on panic attack because our seats were in the middle of the aisle and I couldn't do it. Like I literally just sat there and cried. <laughs> and luckily like a woman came and like helped me and like got us different seats which absolutely she did not have to do. That was not her responsibility. She was just a very kind human. Um, But yeah, I don't like to be trapped. So this box was just like a lot for me. This isn't even the the part of the story I was trying to tell you. I'm sorry, (laughs) I'm like kind of all over. But anyway, we get through the flight. The flight was fine. Um, We land in Bali at 6 p.m. And at that point, I needed to pee. Like, I had to go, I had to pee, but I was like, I can't go while the plane is landing. So I'm like, I'll go to the restroom when we get out. But then if you, 
I wanted to not be the last person in the customs line. So when we got off the plane, I just bolted straight toward immigration because I didn't want to be there all day. You know, I wanted to kind of get in and out. Well, y'all, this was like a four-step process. Like process one was your COVID vaccine check. So I like show them my COVID vaccination. That line smooth. Everything went great. I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. We go to the next line. The next line is like your visa upon arrival. So you have to like pay 35 bucks to get a visa. Also very easy, smooth sailing, no problems. Get through that. Then we get to where they check your passport. And this line took an hour, if not more, and just moved so slow. And there was a duty-free shop on the other side of this line. And I kept looking at it. And this was like my golden compass of like hope. (laughs) And I kept thinking, when you get through here, you're gonna get a bottle of water, because I was thirsty. You know, a bottle of water and you're gonna go pee and you're gonna feel great. So just make it through this line. I also kept looking at like how far I'd come. <laughs> I kept thinking like, this is a good, if I were um, a preacher, you know how like preachers always like pull things from their real life and like make antidotes about it. <clears throat> I was thinking I would make an antidote about how you have to remember how far you've come when you're worried about how far you have left to go. Um, and I was kind of like, I was kind of having to say that to myself over and over because I was, I would look and I would be like, oh my gosh, we have so far to go still. But then when I would turn around and look back, I'd be like, okay, we've come so far. So it just, that brought me a lot of comfort, but I thought that would be a funny little, a little sermon moment. So anyway, I get through that line. You know, that took me a long time, but I, at that point, I'm like, okay, we're done with the worst of it. I go to the duty-free shop. I get a single bottle of water. And friends, there's maybe four people in line. It took over half an hour. And I almost gave up so many times. I'm telling you, like I, me and the the man behind me became very good friends because we were lustered at how long this was taking. To order to buy things, you had to show your passport, you had to scan your fingerprint. She like gently wrapped every item, (laughs) like slowly. It was almost like comedic how slowly she was moving. And this is like no shade to her. Like she was doing all of this on her own. She was working really hard. I don't, if she needed to slow down, like, I don't care. Like whatever she needed to take care of herself. But like, I couldn't decide if I should stay in that line or leave. And I kept staying. And I I think the right move would have been to just kind of go. Like I could have bought water anywhere. And honestly, spoiler alert, my driver who came to pick me up had water for me. He had two bottles of water and two fresh squeezed juices for me. And I waited in a line for 30 minutes to buy a lukewarm bottle of water. So not needed. But anyway, so I get through this line. Finally, I'm out. I'm free. I go to check, get my bags from the baggage claim and I go to run out the door and I remember, oh wait, I haven't even gone through customs yet. So at this point, I have to go through customs and I was thinking I was free. Like there was a little kid crying saying like, I don't want to get in that line. I don't want to. And I was like, me too. That's exactly how I feel, kid. Like, I do not want to get in this line. I don't want to. And I get in the line. You have to fill out. I filled out the little manual form. I get in the line. And 
I go through and the guy zings me. He like picks me out of all of us and is like, her, she needs to go through this special line. Like I watch people in front of me go to the left and just walk out the airport, luggage and all. And they put me to the right where I had to run all of my belongings to the x-ray. So I run all my belongings to the x-ray, which was difficult because I had so many belongings. I had my carry-on bag, my checked bag, my personal item, a little like over the shoulder crossbody bag, a bottle of water and a random sweater. And I'm just kind of shoving all of this stuff into the x-ray machine and like my phone on a tripod. Um, you know, I'm shoving all of this in there while this guy behind me has like one backpack and is trying to like overlap me and like put his bag. And I understand like he wanted to get ahead of me just to like not have to wait for all my stuff. But at the same time, like I needed some personal space. I was going through something and my bag is full of books from my book, my book release, which is the next week and I or tomorrow for you. But um, I just is so heavy. So I had to like lift it. And anyway, I go to get all of my stuff off. I drop my phone. I yell the F word. I mean, I yell, I proclaim the F word. <laughs> and I am like scrambling to get all of my stuff off of this thing because it's all compounding on each other. And there's like a bottle of water and like everything's just a mess. And so I go to get all my stuff off. I drop my phone. This dude behind me with his little backpack is like waiting for my stuff, but is like not helping me at all, like not offering to help me. And I gave him a look like, you like you're just like, like, I just can't, I'm just a nice person. Like I'm not gonna like watch someone suffer in front of me and like not like offer even a look of empathy or a hand, you know? But I think that look got us zing both zinged because then both of us, had to go to because he was like not looking at me like he was like refusing to make eye contact with me and so I think it looked like we were together and I was like looking at him in a moment of desperation and he was trying really hard not to look at me which is just him being an inconsiderate person and not wanting to have to be like nice but it maybe looked like we had we were in cahoots so <laughs> We both got zinged and got sent to like the next level of security where they like open our bags and like ask us like interrogating questions. The woman who's looking through my bag, she's um, my books are all packed, like wrapped in like brown craft paper. And she's like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's it's books. And she was like, why do you have so many? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I wrote it. And I, it's like releasing while I'm here. And I had to just, I'm doing an Instagram live, live signing on release day. And so what I had to, what I needed to do, I was trying to describe that to her, but that's like weird and like hard to explain to someone who speaks my language and understands my culture. If you're not like an influencer or on Instagram regularly, like that's hard to define anyway. But then um, it was really hard in this situation. And then she was like asking me about what the Enneagram was. And I was trying to describe it to her. And she was like, I'm from Korea. Can you describe it to me like, like as someone who's from Korea? And I was like, I don't, I 
really struggled with that. I, and I eventually like did and we got out. Um, but I taught a little mini Enneagram <laughs> the workshop to my customs agent and we got, we got out. So then I finally get out. Y'all, all, all this time I have not peed and this has been a solid like two and a half hours at this point. I get to my driver who came, who was there from my hotel and he was like, awesome, Here, here's your four beverages. I'm so excited, let's do this. It's gonna be an hour and a half drive. And so I was like, okay, great. So we're in the car, like I'm already, before I even realize it's an hour and a half, I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be like a 20 minute drive, maybe. I don't know how long I thought it was gonna be. I didn't think it was gonna be an hour and a half, maybe an hour max. Um, but then, you know, that's fine. And then it's raining and it's like the streets are flooding. It's just, it was just a moment. And then we get in, everyone is so nice here. Like absolutely shockingly nice. As nice as I want to be to someone, they're going to be nicer to me. And it's so sweet. And it also is a slow process because I'm never going to break eye contact and smiling because I, that's who I am. And they're not going to ever break eye contact and smiling. So then we're just standing there smiling at each other for a while in every interaction I have with anyone at this point so far. So um, it's not the most efficient system. It is lovely and kind and joy filling joy filling that's not a word it's lovely but it is slow ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million ohioans live with a mental health condition in the u.s more than 50 percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide so why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. So my check-in process was a long one. And like it took probably a solid 30 minutes. They brought me a special beverage. Now at this point, like we're four, four and a half hours into me having to pee. Or how long? Four hours into me having to pee. And I've had a bottle of water. I've had some juice. I've had the rain. I've <laughs> now I have a special beverage. I order. They order me room service to make sure that I have food in my room, which is also so lovely. I come in. She gives me a full tour of the room. Explains everything to me. We eat some fruit together. Me and the person who's showing me my room. I mean, it's lovely. And then the room service arrives. And then they leave and I'm like, finally, I get to pee at like 11 p.m. at night. And it was rough going. But once I finally got in, I was so tired, talked to my husband, and like was, did not have a hard time falling asleep, which I was kind of worried about because at home it's like 11 a.m. and my 11 p.m. So I was concerned that I wouldn't sleep well, but nope, straight seven no eight hours of sleep just solid the it was delightful oh my gosh that is just my thorn that's how far we've gotten my 
<laughs> bud is my book releases tomorrow. I'm so excited about it. I can't wait. I'm, I don't think, um, I've ever been more excited about anything. I've never had more of a bud in my life. And, um, I will say if you haven't pre-ordered the book yet, this is your last possible moment to pre-order. If it's still the 17th for you when you're listening to this, definitely go pre-order it. Um, you can do that at the Enneagramletters.com. You can do that through, um, there's a signed copies that you can get through the link in my bio. There's also um, signed copies you can get through my local bookstore at Malaprops in Asheville, which they do online ordering as well. Um, whatever you need to do, because the guided journal especially is just something I really want you to have. I really want everyone who gets the book to have it because it's going to help you to explore the part in you that is each Enneagram type, which I think is so important and so helpful. And um, if you don't know your Enneagram type, it also comes with the free self-typing workshop, which is normally $29 and can really help you to narrow down. It's particularly helpful if you're between a few different options, like am I a two or a five? Um, that's going to help you to, to figure that out. Okay. So let's get into what's going on behind the scenes over here. So what I, you know, I typically on Mondays talk about what I'm learning and I had this moment last night with my driver. We, we talked for like that entire hour and a half and he was just a lo lovely human. And he was talking about in the rain, um, it was really, it was really coming down. Like there were large waterfalls coming off of the, um, buildings, the, the road was flooded. And he kept saying like, I'm scared that I'm going to splash people who are walking on the side of the road. So he would slow really, really, really slow down. And I was like, that's really kind of you. And he was like, well, we really believe in karma. Like what I put out, I, I get received back. So like, if I do good, I receive good. And I think like karma is an underrated system. <laughs> like Having that conversation, I was kind of reminded of just how simple that concept is, but also how powerful it is and how true I think it is somehow. Not saying that like bad things happen to you because you are bad, because bad things happen to all of us. And I don't think anything is that cut and dry, but just more so like the sim like a more simple version of like, I put out what I would want to receive because, and I think like just from my like intuitive sense of my own experience with being a person, I think that the more good I do, the more confident I feel, the more worthy I feel, the more like um, belief I have that I, that good things are, are available for me because I just generally feel better and I think that that is kind of the whole point. I think that's like, like that is what, in my opinion, like probably what karma is, right? It's just this enhanced sense of belief and availability. So then you're more willing to like put yourself out there, take risks or um, allow good things to happen to you, accept good things that are happening to you, believe that, that, that it's real, you know? So anyway, it was just, that was just kind of what I've been thinking about is just this, it's kind of like a, a concept that I don't think about too often, but I really do strive to live out. And yeah, I don't think we talk about it enough. 
Okay. What I'm working on this week, this week I'm gearing up for the book launch. Um, all the things book launch are happening. Um, and like I, I mentioned earlier, like I'm working with the local bookstore in Asheville to do a signed book campaign, which is really exciting. I think many would get to sign copies of both the Honest Enneagram and the Enneagram letters. And if you haven't read the Honest Enneagram yet, like they're, they look so good together, guys. Like they're like the same size, the same kind of make. They're different like styles, but they're a really good little bundle. So I'm so excited about that, especially with like the holidays coming up. I'm excited for people to be able to like get both and hopefully get both signed copies. It's very, very exciting. So I want to launch that and share that up. Um, and Malaprops is so special to me because y'all, I grew up going there like my whole life. Like that was the bookstore I went to like in high school and, um, it's yeah it's just really meaningful i wrote portions of my book in in that bookstore my the honest enneagram the first book and it's just really significant and meaningful in my life and i'm excited to get to work with them okay and life updates i mean i'm in bali i have finally checked off like the number one thing on my bucket list this has been it my whole life like i want to go to bali i want to go to bali i want to go to bali and I don't, I'm hesitant to say it's because of Eat, Pray, Love, but like, I think maybe I'm hesitant to say it because like that feels embarrassing to me for some reason, which is silly because we're all influenced by everything that we consume. And I love that movie and that book. Um, but I think that like I am, and, and now that hits me on the trifecta, like I've gone to Italy, I've gone to um, India, and now I've gone to Bali and I wanna, now I have to figure out what's next. Like what, where do I want to be the top of my bucket list now that this one, this one I thought I would never do, I've done. So it's very exciting. Um, and when it comes to what I'm reading, this past week I finished The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches, which I give a full on five out of five. I loved that book. It was so delightful. I love a grumpy, love story where like the main one of the one of the love interests is just generally grumpy and one of them is really happy I think that's really fun and she did just such a good job of writing about like one thing like she's writing about witches and um a love story but she's also writing about like really important issues through this like fictional lens so she's talking about generational trauma she's talking about um your own fears of abandonment. She's talking about self over self-reliance. Um, in it, she's also talking about like systemic issues and prejudice. It's covering a lot of ground here, but it's like a really light love story about, about witches. <laughs> so I just think she did a really good job of making something that could be simple, very complex. And Currently, I am reading The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman, and it's really fun so far. I'm just really kind of getting into the story, but the characters are really fun. The writing style is interesting. I'm hopeful that I'll get to read a lot while I'm here, but in the past, I actually read less when I'm on vacation. Um, I think I'm just more tired in general, and there's like more things to see and do. So we'll see. I brought two books, so I hope I get through both of them, but I'll probably it's likely that I'll only get through one. And I'm not really watching anything at the moment. Although I did put on You've Got Mail while I was on the plane and I have thoughts. Um, 
I kind of just felt like, man, this guy came in, like ruined her life and gaslit her. And now she's like in love with him. Like, how did that happen? And then I read this article on LitHub because I started Googling, like, did anyone else think that You've Got Mail is like messed up? And the um, this person wrote an article that I just thought was absolute perfection. It's titled, um, I just watched You've Got Mail for the first time. Guys, it's bad. And if so, if you want to look it up, that's what it's titled. And don't get me wrong, like, I will still be watching this every single fall. Like, it's a full vibe. And I like that vibe. It's very cozy. And I'm, I'm just, like, into Tom Hanks. I don't know. I think, like, Tom Hanks is, like, an unexpected protagonist or an unexpected, like, love interest. But I'm honestly into it. And I think maybe because he, like, reminds me of certain elements of my person, um, like if Obi were, <laughs> we did this the other day and we were like, if, you know, he was like, if you were four movie characters, here's what I think you would be. And I did that for him. And the movie characters I picked for him were the guy, oh no, from the holiday. Um, I can't remember his, the actor's name, Jude Law, Jude Law on the holiday it was Tom Hanks in Sleepless in Seattle. It was um, Elio from Call Me By Your Name, which um, it's just like the the part of Obes that's like loves to read and is like very the very for like romantic um, brooding version of him is is from that movie um, that wants to just like swim and read books and make out. <laughs> And um, there was one more, but I don't remember. I don't remember what the fourth one was. But anyway, Tom Hanks is in there. And like the father element of him and the kind of like the way he gets angry and expresses his anger is very similar to like the way Tom Hanks does. I don't know. Anyway, I have a crush on Tom Hanks because I have a crush on my husband. That's the moral of that story. All right. The <laughs> small joy from this week um, was on my flight to Singapore from L.A. I had they're so nice. They were just like so lovely. And I at the end of the flight, one of the flight attendants came over and like had written me a note that was like, thank you so much for being so kind. I can't remember what it was. We loved having you on the flight, I think is what it said. And she, I don't know. She'd written me a little note. I wish I could remember exactly what it said. But and she told me, she was like, you are just so nice. Thank you for being so nice. And everybody in the back felt like we have like been talking about how you just make this, you've made this trip like so much better by just being so friendly and open. And I just made me feel really nice. <laughs> like made my day. Cause, and, and it also made me realize like how important it is to just be generally kind to strangers because it's, not that hard and and I wasn't doing very much like I was just kind of smiling and saying thank you you know and it's like if that means that much then like what are other what is everybody else doing you know I don't know um it just felt like really it felt really nice to feel like me just being myself was positive in someone else's life you know that feels good it always feels good. And to get a note. I love a note. I glue all of my notes into my like day planner and like my bullet journal because I literally love getting notes so much. Okay. 
So what's up for content this week? Tuesday, we are doing a special book launch episode. So um, talking about the book, reading from the book, and then Wednesday is our regular Wednesday Q&A. Thursday, I'm doing an episode about subtypes. And Friday is my interview with Ronan Gallagher about his journey as an Enneagram 3, which I feel like he was so transparent about and so healthy in that conversation. And his book, Stop Being Yourself, which is a really creative exploration of the Enneagram as well. Also, a friendly reminder that if you enjoy these behind the scenes episodes and aren't subscribed to my YouTube channel, you're probably going to be interested in that. For the month of October, I'm posting a new video every single day, which is so fun to be doing while I'm in Bali. You you watch that whole like travel day fiasco in real time. Um, today I'm filming just like everything I'm doing about being here for the first day. It's so fun. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.